Hello everybody, my name is Carter Hall, your host of the What Really Happened podcast. It is going to be a fun podcast that's so beginning right now. Set up to Blueborn for that bait drop. On this Feel Good Friday, we have Max Preston, who is a sports director from KODE Accent 12. And he comes in once again to talk about sports. But not just sports, uh, we talk about the breakdown from LMB lockout to UFC pay-per-views and everything in between. So, hope you just sit back and have some fun. Cheers. Believe it or not, I've got Max Preston on with me again today. He is a, a guest who was actually, you might recognize from the, about a year ago when I started my podcast, he was leaving Abilene Christian University. Now he's at KODE Action 12. Uh, Max, how's it going? Thanks for coming back on, man. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Okay, so... We were kind of talking off air a little bit before this thing got started about a bunch of sports or anything like that. I felt like that's something that I felt like I like talking about the sports. So I was like, because we follow each other on on Twitter, and I'm just so fascinated that you follow along with so much sports. So um, how did your interest in sports come about? Well, I mean, man, try to go back to my early days. Um, kind of, I mean, once I was in elementary school, I started playing like, uh, like you know, little league baseball and like t-ball and all that and so I mean I got started in baseball and I played basketball when I was in elementary school too and my dad you know was always watching sports like you know he was always uh, paying attention to it whoever you know I remember just early memories watching the like Super Bowls with them and just like the MLB you know World Series and all that with them and I I, uh, I think my earliest memory is watching with him um, and my mom the Patriots and Eagles Super Bowl um, I think I believe Tom Brady's third I think Super Bowl that he won when he played the played the Eagles and Donovan McNabb was still the the quarterback with the Eagles but yeah I remember sitting there just like you know rooting for the for the Patriots because you know as Cowboys fans we're, we don't we don't like the Eagles so um yeah I mean like you go back to like Little League and like uh um you know kind of peewee basketball or whatever and uh, watching, you know, sports championships and, and sports league and everything with my dad and mom, man. I was just, when I was a kid, I was just always so fascinated with sports and always wanted to compete and talk about it too. That's awesome. So are you, have you been watching, you kind of mentioned uh, Tom Brady and everything, like the Patriots going up against the, the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. That kind of reminded me, have you been, have you watched any of the man in the arena at all? Cause I, I, I that's something I've been watching as a series, but that kind of follows the Patriots. You know, I, I, I haven't watched it yet. I know it's on ESPN Plus, and they've been releasing episodes one by one. I, I need to uh, I need to watch it, man, because, I mean, I watched uh, um, Michael Jordan's um, uh, series, uh, The Last Dance, and, I mean, that one was terrific. And so, I mean, I need to watch the – I need to watch the NFL Goats, um, you know, series and watch him, the man in the arena, because, I mean, I, I definitely want to watch it. I mean, he's one of the – he's the best quarterback of all time, and – I need to see it. I just have been uh, getting stuff done here and doing stuff here. I haven't really had it, made a made time to watch it and made a effort to watch it. I, mean, I do have ESPN Plus though, so I need to get on there and watch that show. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm always on ESPN Plus too. The ESPN app, matter of fact, all the time. It feels like I pretty much live in that app. Other than Twitter, I pretty much live in the ESPN app. It feels like all the time. I'm always checking up on. If I'm not checking on sports on Twitter, I'm easily checking up on, on sports on the ESPN app and or ESPN Plus and everything like that. But you kind of mentioned too earlier you played like you know like T-ball and like little league and all of that. So like, um, have you been keeping up with like the 
any of the MLB news? Because it feels like opening date just happened just not that long ago. So have you been keeping up with any of the major MLB news or anything like that? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, um, we were talking before we came on. Um, it was just, it was tough because it just felt kind of hopeless and it felt like it just wasn't going to happen. And the MLB being in the, in the lockout, the, you know, the higher ups in the MLB and the MLB PA, just not being able to come to a deal. Um, I just, it was so hard to watch because they just, it seemed like they weren't making hardly any progress at all. Um, about a month or so ago. And then all of a sudden, oh, here we are, we're having baseball. Like we're having the major league seasons, like. You know, and it was exciting news for everyone. I remember the day, like a few few weeks ago, when they were like, "All right, we're gonna have baseball," and, and I mean, everyone was excited. But it was it just seemed like, man, it was at one point it wasn't might not happen. And Rob Manfred was trying to trying to steal a lot, and the, the higher ups <laughs> of the MLB were trying to make their money, and the players weren't happy. And I mean, you know, it's hard to say all the time who's the who's to blame. But I mean, Rob Manfred was being pretty greedy and. I think he just wanted a lot of money, and, I mean, the players were trying their best. And, I mean, you know, the players deserve, you know, so much because they, they bring in the, the revenue. And, I mean, I think uh, they deserve money. They deserve – they're the face of the franchise, and all these players are, you know, putting their, you know, their image and their, you know, bodies on the line each day, you know, playing baseball and, and you know, giving up a lot of time with their families. And um, I think they deserve, you know, a lot of money. And you think about uh, one of those players that sacrifices a lot of uh, of uh, family time, Freddie Freeman, when he was with the Braves, and you know his his wife and his kid lived all the way over in California, and he's in Atlanta, and he has to go practice, you know, with the Braves and play with them. And that's a that's a big reason why he went to the, uh, the Dodgers. Is, I mean, now he's close to his his family, and they can, you know, they can be close and spend a lot of time together. And so, I mean, but I mean now you got. You know, that when, when stuff like that happens, you know, like players like that make sacrifices, deserve that money and deserve, um, you know, a lot of things. And so the, the greedy, the greediness and kind of the, you know, wanting more money on the, on the, um, you know, I guess you could say the corporate side of the MLB, you know, Rob Menfred and the higher ups, um, they just, it was just a lot of greed and, you know, they needed to give the players what they wanted. And I'm finally, or I'm glad they finally came to a deal. I'm pretty excited they came, they came up with a deal, too, because at one point, it felt like the Major League Base MLB was completely just dead. There was nothing going on. It was completely baseball seemed to exist. And do you think – you kind of touched on it a little bit, you know, but uh, with, like, Freddie Freeman going to L.A. and everything like that and leaving a franchise. Because he was a face – Freddie Freeman is one of those people who was the face of the franchise for, the, for Atlanta for, like, feels like his whole career. Make not – Maybe his whole career. I don't say maybe he was the face of his whole career in Atlanta, <laughs> but went to LA and anything like that. But there was deals that kind of went on before the lockout even happened. You know, with because I'm a Texas Rangers fan, so we got Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and all those guys. But um, it's kind of crazy. Do you think after the lockout, do you think you know, um, does anybody come out of the lockout as a winner per se? Like, does anybody win in that situation afterwards? As far as like, what do you mean, like teams or or what? Yeah, do you think like any like the players win? Do you think that the players win or do the people in the front office or major league win? Or MLB win? Well, it's hard to say. I think you know if they actually came out with a a deal, I would say they came up with a deal that both sides agreed with and both sides win. I would like to think you know. Um, now maybe they kind of 
from what they initially wanted. Both sides maybe didn't get what they wanted, so they didn't win in certain ways. But, I mean, it's hard to say. I, I'm just like, it's more of a, a thing, you know, you want to play, you want to have the season, you want to make the fans happy, you want to get paid, you want to, you know, all that, everything. Um, so I'm sure the players still got, you know, screwed over in a few ways and maybe the higher ups in the front offices, you know, might've also gotten screwed over in a way, but I mean, I, I, I really, it's just, I think, uh, I think everybody wins when they were able to come through with a deal, the fans, the players and everyone else. I think it was just, uh, just a good thing that it, it the deal got done and that the MLB was able to play on for the season. It's really kind of hard to pick a winner. I mean, you know, Higher-ups will always get a lot of money and probably win more than the players some days. But, I mean, what are you going to do about it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, How do you – like, because one thing, too, that's been happening in Major League Baseball, like, if you're just not a big – even if you're not even a casual fan, maybe you just tune in from time to time but not really, like, a big diehard fan of it, like most of us are. Like, um, (laughs) how do you – like, what one thing that's been implied in the baseball is the – Universal DH, anything like that. So yeah. how do, I just want to get your thoughts on that. Like, how do you feel about the universal DH rule? Well, um, I like it, but I don't like it. I, I feel like, um, oh, there was an analyst on MLB or on ESPN that came on and talked about how he felt about it the other day. I forget what he was saying, but he was saying that uh, the crazy side is like keeping the pitchers. I don't think that's crazy. I, I kind of liked the pitchers batting. You know, because um, it just it, it gives the game a little more of a, a kind of a difference, a, a little bit of a different rule, like from the National League and the American League. The difference is the DH and the pitcher hitting. Um, I I don't like the thing that pitchers just pitch in the major leagues. You know, and they don't they don't bat at all um, because you know when you're in, when you're in middle school or you're in high school and even college. Um, you got pitchers that are still batting, and I mean they're still raking it up. You know, I mean they're 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 hitting. I mean they're hitting pitchers, and and it's just when you get to the MLB, and I get that you wanna you wanna perfect your craft more. You wanna work on your craft. Uh, if you're a pitcher, that that requires a lot more mechanics and uh, mental kind of practice and process, uh, especially to be in the major leagues. And you uh, they want to get more pitching out of you than hitting, and you get hurt hitting, then you can't pitch i mean it kind of, it makes sense but um at the same time it's so fun to see pitchers that can hit and provide kind of a un un like uh like not like a not expected type of spark to the to the team like you know you see like madison bumgarner when he was uh batting i think he had a there was one time on opening day where he had a home run um or he might have had two home runs i forget what it was but man he was like he's you know, he's pitching, but he's also, he's also batting, he's hitting home runs and everything. And I mean, and, and then when you think of like pitchers that, that aren't good hitters, but still have a good hit every now and then I, I'll go back and look at Randy Johnson's one home run that yeah. he had in his career so many times, like every, like every other week I'll just go, oh, Randy Johnson hit a home run and go back and look at it. And it's just, it's just fun to see like a pitcher like that, especially like Randy Johnson to just, you know, get a hit, get a triple or get a home run, just get, you know, get the, the bat to somehow run into the ball every now and then and, and, and you hit it. So, I mean, like it, it's good for teams probably, I would say, uh, to get a DH, get a night, get a guy in there that's, that's hitting every day, taking uh, BP batting practice and, um, you know, getting the type of reps that a, a true hitter would. But I mean, 
at the same time, every team's getting that now. So it's not really an advantage. It's just all DH. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I, th- I think it's good because, like, you get a full lineup of hitters. But I, I really enjoyed the the pitcher being able to hit. It just it just was really a, a um, something that was kind of exciting about the game, you know, especially for the National League since they were the, the ones that did it. But it's it's good and bad, I think. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, too. It feels like it's pretty cool to see – Everyone wants to know how to see, like, a starting pitcher, like you mentioned, like Madison Baumgartner or people like Randy Johnson hitting homers. But is there any – you mentioned those two, but uh, is there any pitchers that you could think of who, like, could actually – you would like to see hit? Like, who like, could actually have a chance when, when they step in the batter's box? Like, oh, this guy could be – this pitcher could actually be a legit hitter. You know, you know what I mean? Like, is there anybody that comes to mind, like, oh, this guy could be a really good hitter? Yeah, um – I don't know, man. That's actually a good question. I mean, I just I know like you know Madison Bumgarner was like the the like poster child of that, and like he just hits a ton. I mean, really recently, I can't I mean can't think off the top of my head of, of a pitcher that's a a true hitter in the MLB. I mean, I just I just know back in like the day when I was growing up as a as a kid, you know there was there was hitting pitchers like. Uh, like Greg Maddox was a pretty good hitting pitcher. Um, I mean, I already said Madison Bumgarner. Um, I'm trying to think who else um, was it? Tom Glavin that was pretty good. Well, then you think about uh, Bartolo Colon about like a, a few years, like two or three years ago, I think, and he he hit his first home run of his of his career and yeah. just stuff like that, you know, where it makes it exciting. Um, when you see a pitcher hit a home run like that. But, I mean, as far as, like, guys that are, like, exciting or, I mean, that can truly hit, I'm I'm not sure. I kind of – I would have to look deeper into that. But, I mean, again, it's just exciting to see pitchers come through with hits. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. It's pretty cool to see them get on base by any means. Even if it's a single or whatever, it's pretty cool to see. Like, yeah. For me, as a, through a fan's perspective, it's just pretty cool to see a – a pitcher hit like it's just crazy yeah. that we have a universal DH rule now that well they help their cause doing that like they like yeah. they they're trying to get run support and when they do it themselves they, they help themselves on the mound so yeah <laughs> crazy yeah it's pretty cool doing that but uh speaking of the AO and NL um I kind of get your some of your hot takes on some of these questions um so who are some of the so, so who are some names like out of the AO and NL that you think can really make a big impact this year. I know it's kind of early in the season. It's hard to tell, but yeah, like that you think of right now, like all oh, this guy could be a potential front runner or up and coming guy. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, like you said, it is pretty early. Like the stats are very, uh, like, you know, a lot of batting averages are high right now. It's really early to tell who's going to have a good season, who's going to go off. But I mean, you know, in the American league, you got, Guys like like Mike Trout or like Shohei Otani, um, and you got Vlad Guerrero Jr. who's uh, doing pretty good. He had a solid season last year. If it wasn't for Shohei uh, Otani, I mean, Vlad would have would have won the MVP. I, I think at one point in the season, he even had a case to to win MVP, even with Otani's performance. But um, I mean, I think Vlad's got a good chance. I mean, uh, we'll see if Otani cools down from his, you know, pretty stellar season last year. Um, you got guys like, uh, oh, um, oh man, he's he's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, he's, a, he's a Rays player. Um, Is it 
I want to say Blake Snell, but he doesn't play for him anymore. No, not Blake Snell. He's a he's a hitter, but uh, um, just a lot of talent. You know, they got um, like you know, over in the NL, it was sad to see uh, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. He uh, he, man, he got injured, and they announced it like last second, and you know, it was gonna it was probably gonna be an MVP type season for him, but uh, who knows what'll happen with him. Um, you got Bryce Harper. I mean, he's always up there. He's always uh, performing well. Um, trying to think. I mean, the Dodgers, dude. The Dodgers are just completely loaded. I think. I mean, they they should win the World Series with that lineup. They kind of had a slow start against the Rockies. I was kind of shocked to see how they played that one. But I mean, dude, their team is so like so full. They they from top to bottom, they've got everything. They got an infield, outfield. They got pitching. They got every batting. They got every. They like, they're like the Avengers of like in one team of MLB right now. They're they've got it all. Exactly, and I mean, like I said, you know, Freddie Freeman's on the team now. He's one of those guys that could definitely win MVP. And the Mookie Betts, obviously, he's he's a guy that can can win MVP. But then you had Max Muncie, who was in line for the NL MVP last year until he got hurt. Um, I mean, Chris Taylor had a big home run. Uh, against the Cardinals in that wild card game last year, uh, Clayton Kershaw just had a whole controversial uh, pull from a perfect game yesterday. Everybody was talking about seven innings, and and they pulled him out. But I mean, he said it was a good move because he hadn't thrown in a long time, and so they decided to pull him out. But I mean, you know, whatever. You, what are you going to do about that? But I mean, this is like you look at the like the Dodgers. I mean, like you talk about front runners that. Dodgers has got a whole team of front runners for yeah. whatever you might, you know, MVP, Cy Young, All Stars, whatever. Man, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised by the All Star break to see at least like, man, I don't know, five or six Dodgers in the in the All Stars or in the All Star game. No, me too. They are an electricity factory. It seems like they've got everything. Like they're like I think they're like I'm kind of agree with you a little bit. I think that you could be. It's pretty early on, like early in the season, but I think they could be. They seem like great. They kind of did it last, last, this last playoff run they had this last season, but it seems yeah. like they can make a really good playoff run this year by just adding Freddie Freeman. It seems like they've pretty much got it all now. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's just top to bottom, like you said, um, just a, a solid team. And um, back over in the in the AL, the guy I was thinking of was Wander Franco for for the Rays. He's he's pretty good. He's He's up there top 10, I think, as far as the MVP race. Um, they also got to mention the Yankees. I mean, they're, they're, uh, you know, they've always got a good lineup. I think they've had a bit of a slow start, but I mean, they're, they're going to be all right. You got, you know, young Carlos Stanton, um, Aaron judge, they, the Aaron judge and the Yankees couldn't find a long-term deal. So they, they got a, he's going to play this year. And then I, I don't know what's going to happen with them. If he's going to go somewhere else, if they're going to, you know, give him the money he deserves. I think he deserves the money he's asking for, but, uh, they also got Anthony Rizzo, man. I mean, that's, you got to think. Yankees, man, their lineup is star-studded as well. So, I mean, it's like, I keep thinking that at some point we'll get a Yankees and Dodgers, like, you know, World Series, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. But oh, really? You kind of answered my next question. I was going to – I would say that would be amazing, the Yankees and Dodgers World yeah, Series. I think so, too. You kind of answered my next question. I was going to ask you, like, if you could have a perfect World Series right now, regardless how, like, early or late in the season it is, who would you like to see in the World Series, like, with the current lineups now? Like well, for me, of course, 
I'd want to see the Rangers in the World Series, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my team. And yeah. then uh, um, I like talking a lot about the Dodgers because uh, shout out to my guy Dusty Baker. He he he's in uh, um, he's in Slow, California right now, uh, San Luis Obispo, um, and he's uh, oh I forget their their station letters, but he's uh, he and one of my other friends, Casey Busher, they're working as the uh, the sports people over at the station, just uh, about two hours west of LA. Um, but he's a huge Dodgers fan. And so um, I love talking about the Dodgers and, you know, I'd love to see the Dodgers back in the world series just for him, man. Cause he, he loves the Dodgers, man. He's got me loving them too. So I'm, I'm just following the Dodgers, especially with their team. And that team's just like a, like a stat stat. Yeah. So Rangers and Rangers and Dodgers, but realistically this year, um, I don't know the Ray in the AL. It's 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 up for grabs, man. It's like you know you got you got the Astros, you got the you got the Rays, you got the Yankees. I mean the Red Sox could even do it. The Guardians, man, I like the Guardians. Yeah, New, newly branded Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I mean they got a shot. Um, White Sox are a good team now. Um, I mean you know in the NL you got like I said the Dodgers. Uh, the Cardinals, I think, are 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 one of those sleeper teams that nobody really. You know, we're we're covering them a lot over here in Joplin because it's like you know you got Kansas City two hours north, and then you got St. Louis that I think is like it's it's um it's like northeast of Joplin, but it's like two hundred miles or something like that. It's probably like two and a half hours. But um, Cardinals, we're covering a lot of Cardinals and Royals. And, like, you know, the Cardinals have that team that's like a sleeper team. You know, they got Paul Goldsmith. Um, they just signed their franchise legend back, Albert Pujols. He had a home run the other night. He's got 680 for his career. Um, and so he's close to 700, which is which is awesome, and I hope he can do it. Um, that's kind of a sleeper team, I think, for the NL is the Cardinals. I think they can, they can make a run at it. Um, but we'll see. It's going to be – pretty interesting i'm just i'm excited to see how it plays out i think i am too because it feels like for me it feels like i walked into a time machine back to like 2010 or 2011 as a rangers fan because it feels like man they've got yadier molina albert Pujols, and it feels like they've got like all their le- like three of their best legends on their team right now and it feels like I just walked in like beat us in the World Series when I was a, a freshman in high school, man. I was or sophomore. I can't even remember, man. I remember that that that. Uh, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, David Freeze, man, hitting that home run to to put us in a coffin, man. Oh, man, that oh that that still all that stuff still haunts me to this day. Like it's still like I still I'm still bitter about that. Like that happened, and I was still like upset. Like I'm still upset. Two points mm. to this thick so, it's still like burning. <laughs> and like and like the words like we will see you pause tomorrow night joe buck just like yeah. i'll always think of that remember that yeah i do i remember everything about that we will see you tomorrow night and we're like oh no that's like the worst thing ever like i i still like it's my memory like i was in middle school yesterday watching it like right I remember, like, it's just crazy. I texted my brother whenever Albert Pujols, like, signed back with the Cardinals. I was, like, I was like, okay, let's make a trade. They get Albert Pujols back if they trade us that World, that World Series win. Like, that only makes sense. It feels like there's no way they can get Albert Pujols back without with keeping that World Series. We, we deserve that World Series win. Exactly. 
And we were a pitch away, too. Can you believe that? Strike away, yeah. Lance, it was Lance Berkman that saved the Cardinals from that that pitch away. Yeah. They hit and they kept it going and they, they ended up winning the game. I was like, dude, you gotta be kidding me. Ugh. Yeah, it's just crazy. It just it sucks. Like I it's been almost yeah. like what ten, maybe ten years ago, if not more since then. It feels like I don't know, it's crazy. It it I still remember as much as I do about it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh you know, kind of talk. I don't know. I it's all coming back to me now. I don't know why. I'm trying to move on, but I need to move on. PTSD, PTSD, World Series. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, sports. You know, sports has been you know kind of coming back and making some crazy. Not just sports, but I guess all sports, considering it's been you know um, been crazy the last few days. You know, not crazy in the bad sense, but like crazy, like eventful, as I'm trying to say, it's like eventful the last few days. Because, gosh, you had the the college national basketball championships and. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get your thoughts on that too. But we also had, you know, MLB starting just uh, not long ago, and then, and I'll, and I'll, uh, what was it? Cost the Masters and everything like that. And there was a UFC pay per view coming up, and on May seventh, which is only just a couple weeks away. But um, yeah. I just want to ask, like, what sport or sports do you think grabs more attention right now? Like, out of all the active sports, like, what do you think is grabbing the attention right now of fans? Man, that's tough, dude. I mean, with. Uh... Like college basketball, what? Or it can even be your attention. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I can, oh no, you're good. Um, my attention. I mean, dude, I, I I'll follow like every sport. Every sport will grab my attention regardless. You know, um, I think just like generally, I think maybe the NBA because the playoffs, the play-ins are are getting underway. They're playing the play-in games right now, and then they're gonna get started with the real playoffs. Um, so like that's probably grabbing a lot of people's attention. Uh, the Masters obviously last weekend grabbed a lot of attention. Um, I mean, everybody's happy the MLB's back, so that's grabbing attention. Um, it's it's man for me, it's just like I'll watch whatever. I, I love I love baseball, basketball, fighting, man, all of it. I'll take it. <laughs> cool. So, do you like kind of talk about basketball? Like, have you been covering any? Like, you you watch basketball, but like, is there anybody like who you think right now? Because the playing tournaments happening or about to happen, then it feels like basketball for me. It's one of those things. Like, I'm a Lakers fan. So it's been kind of rough the last few days for me. So, <laughs> so I've, well, I kind of the, the Frank Vogel thing, man, that really upset me for you guys. I mean, like, I, I, is he a good coach? I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Like, I think he's a good coach. I think he's good enough. I think he just got he got put with a team that was so like so vastly just dis- and disastrously like overrated. Yeah, and I mean, like you know, you got LeBron James. and Anthony Davis sitting on the bench with injuries for like the remainder of the season. So that didn't help the cause at all. And I mean, if they would have been playing, you probably would have been at least in the play in tournament and definitely in the play in tournament. But you had to have, you had Russell Westbrook on the court who, who got hate all year just, but he was on the Lakers. So of course he's in the spotlight. He was with the Oklahoma city thunder for yeah. uh, man. I can't even like nine, 10 years. And I was a, I was a thunder fan and he was doing the same stuff he was doing with the Lakers this year. He was just playing for the Lakers, so of course more eyes are on him, and people are gonna are gonna realize his game. People were just like would would look at Westbrook's numbers with with the Thunder, and uh, they just realize like like oh man, those are great numbers. You get triple doubles, but then they wouldn't realize how many shots he would miss, how many turnovers he would make, and just like just because he played for the Lakers this year, that was the the 
the deciding factor of like, oh, this game's actually kind of really out of control. So like, I mean, he he'd been doing the same things with the Thunder, and he's just now getting criticized on it. But I mean, just the the team kind of was just pretty a, kind of a disaster, obviously, and very overrated and very disappointing because people set their standards so high. But when you saw, like, everyone even said at the beginning of the season, they're 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 the oldest averaged age team in the league. But just because of the the names they had on the team, they were like, oh, they'll be fine. They're good. Like, age is just the number. And, but, like, that totally tore, tore the Lakers up the season. <laughs> I know. One thing that's coming back to me as you were talking was LeBron's tweet at the beginning of the season or right before the season started. Mm-hmm. Talking about coming back to Honda now, it seems like. Because it feels like they've got – thinking about it, they have Russell Westbrook or uh, – next season but they have Russell Westbrook you know Dwight Howard AD LeBron all these that's like name drop name drop name drop, all these big name guys you would thought like you said to your point you would they would be good names so much you know they're put onto a pedestal and it's like so crazy that they got they didn't even make the play-in tournament you know exactly and, and they lost their coach it's like completely ended on the works of coin they didn't want to be on you know yeah yeah and it seems like, yeah, so it seems like there's rumors going around as the who, because like who could replace Frank Vogel. Like Nick Nurse surprised me. That's a name that's kind of floating around out there, which is kind of crazy. What are your thoughts on like those kind of guys? Like those, have you heard those rumors? One first, and secondly, if you have, like what do you think about all those rumors? Well, I haven't, I haven't heard a whole lot of uh, replacement talk for him just because this Frank Vogel thing is kind of really overtaken, like how they handled um, firing him, like, like, it during the game and like kind of tweeting it and and he hadn't heard anything they hadn't told him yet and they just kind of said all right bye and it was clearly not his fault like he just was dealing with that team as far as like just kind of like you know rumors of who's going to replace him i'll have to look more into that but i mean i'm not sure man that's a it's a good like you know it, there's going to be a lot of thought and a lot of process of you know who's going to become the, the next lakers head coach because no matter what that team's going to be covered they're the big franchise team they're the you know the showtime lakers and everything and everybody is following the lakers you know so whoever coaches that team is going to be in the spotlight regardless so i mean who knows who's going to be the next lakers head coach i mean I'll be excited to look more into that. Who's going to be the next guy, the the next hire? But I mean, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's kind of it'll be it'll be fun to see who becomes the coach. Yeah, for sure. I think it'd be pretty interesting to see what steps we're taking next, especially for the I'm be, being being a Lakers fan. Hopefully, I'm not like next year we get a new coach and we're in the same situation, you know, or <laughs> not making the play in front of anything like that. If we don't make the, I don't. We don't have to win a championship every year, even though that would be nice. But yeah. as long as we can make at least the playoffs, I'll be, I'll be okay with you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, do you have a team? Like, who's your team? Do you, or are you just like a fan of basketball as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I like basketball as a whole, but I mean, I like the I like the Dallas Mavericks, um, and I like the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder are just kind of in a major, you know, rebuild type, like kind of tanking type of era right now. They have all these draft picks that they traded for, and all these. Uh, just all, all the all the future kind of pieces in place, and I hope they'll put it together in, like, maybe five or six years the Thunder will be incredible. We'll see. But, I mean, yeah, I like the Mavericks, too. I'm a I'm a Luka fan. I like him. I think Luka can be kind of out of control sometimes. I think he's kind of 
he gets his attitude could be pretty uh not towards his team, but like he gets pretty heated on the court sometimes with other players and takes things to heart. He's kind of he could he kind of be a little, little baby sometimes, but I mean, um, I still like him. He's a great player. Um, he he balls out, and I just think he's got to control his uh, technical uh, getting ability. <laughs> he's got to he's got to he's got to you know tune that down a little bit. But I mean, other than that, dude, I, I got a star. He balls out. And he's leading that team. I'm, I'm hoping they can make a run, but man, with the Suns and and the the way the Grizzlies are playing too right now, those teams. I mean, I, I could see either one of them being in the finals for sure. I, I really want Chris Paul to get a ring. If Chris Paul can get an NBA championship, and he should have had it last year, but if he yeah. can get a title, if he can get a ring, I'll be happy, man. And and he can ride off into the sunset. I think he's playing for a ring right now, and he's still playing great basketball. Yeah. If he can get a ring, he'll he'll retire and he'll finally just slow down. But I mean, who knows, man? That that guy is kind of that guy's kind of like Tom Brady of, of basketball right now. Chris Paul, like you notice how he goes to any team, he makes that team better because he went to the Thunder, made him like a seven or eight seed team two years ago, and they all they should have beat the the Rockets in their first round playoff matchup. I remember that, and then he goes to the Suns and makes the Suns top speed teams i mean like he that dude just knows how to be a leader he's a he's a baller so for sure i think with you know chris paul being on the suns it really i think it's really helping like younger people too like devin booker's on that team too it's like devin booker's a really great player as it is but i think just having chris paul there having that that person who's already okay like i've been there i got what i hear like i've what am i trying to say have someone there who's already been through some of the stuff you know and yeah. he could just learn from him a little bit more, maybe, because Devin Booker's game is really great. It's really spot on. That's like he doesn't need help or anything. He's already a great up-and-coming athlete or whatever. But that guy's great shooter. Yeah, it reminds me a little – like, I think he gets all those comparisons to the Kobe and anything like that and probably doesn't want it. But yeah. it feels like he is kind of a great – one of those great, well-rounded guards, in my opinion. And just learning from Chris Paul, I think it's going to help him out even more. Absolutely. And then you got, you know, Jay Crowder, who who – is a really good. I mean, he's he's a good player. He hadn't, he hadn't been amazing, but man, with the Suns, he's been he's been a lot better. He's been like a he's been an excellent three point shooter, and he's been a good spark when they need it. And then you know they got DeAndre Ayton when they took him first overall from Arizona about um, three or four years ago. DeAndre Ayton's been a good center for them, good big guy for them. Their team's just evolved, man. They're 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 really good and. I just want to see him win it. Just just for Chris Paul, man. Just for Chris Paul. <laughs> That's how I was last year. Like it was completely like with my dad and I, it was completely split with the the finals when Giannis won his title. Cause it felt like uh my dad wanted Milwaukee to win and I kinda wanted the Suns to win. Just for different like I think just because I for me, like the same reason just I wanted Devin or Chris Paul to win a ring, you know, to have that one ring in his career to say like I think obviously I can't speak for Chris Paul he doesn't know he exists but um so but if I was like that would help solidify like his not that he doesn't need a ring like to help like some I guess I don't know I think I think it'd be pretty nice to see Chris Paul as a fan to win that championship and hoist you know that trophy one time at least in his career like he said to ride it to the sunset it'd be pretty nice to say that I think overall but my dad wanted Milwaukee to win and they obviously won I was like oh god thing okay maybe next year Chris yeah. <laughs> yeah it's crazy I think Giannis too is one of those freaks too who just who is pretty much unstoppable at some points. It seems like he just knows everything on that court, what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. 
So kind of one thing that's kind of I want to talk to you about. We're kind of talking before uh, we went, like we were started like, before we went on air. Was talking about the UFC or anything like that. So I understand you're a big UFC fan too as well, right? Yeah, I like it. I like it for sure. I enjoy cool. it. Yeah. So do you have any? Who's, do you have any favorite fighters or fighter? Um, go to man. I mean, like it really, when it comes to fighting, I'm really not a fan of any of the fighters. I just love watching it. I I, I mean, man. I mean, like. I'm trying to think of who would be my favorite. I mean, I real I like uh, Cyril Gaon right now in the heavy in the heavyweight. I think uh, I think him and Naganu was a good good fight. Um, that was really close. I thought Gaon had a pretty good chance, and it, it I th- I can't remember what the score was or how they judged it, but I mean I think it was pretty close, and I, they'll definitely fight again. I think Gaon will probably he can get the title at some point. Um, Naganu, but man, Naganu, that guy's got so much power. That dude is such a powerhouse that, like, he's a good champion. It's just like that in the heavyweight division, it's those two and nobody else. I mean, like, you saw what happened to, um, oh, uh, uh, Derek, um, what's his last oh, name? Uh, Derek, uh, I know you're talking about Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, yeah, Derek Lewis. Um, he, uh, I mean, he got beat pretty handily by Cyril Gaon and like Derek Lewis is one of the top five guys in in that division. Um, so, I mean, I think it's those two really nobody else. I'm just trying to think of who else would even like compete with them. Cause I mean, those dudes are just so physically in shape and mm-hmm. so much cardio for heavyweight guys that like those other guys, like you see in the division are just big dudes with lots of power, but you can tell they have no cardio at all. I mean, like those, those two guys are, I mean, like Gon and the, or, uh, Cyril Gon and Naganu are both just shredded dudes. Yeah. Tall and they're shredded. Like you can tell they work out, they eat, they eat right. And I mean, they got all the cardio in the world. The other guys in this heavyweight division, no cardio at all. I mean, like they would get smoked by either one of those guys. Um, so I really, I really like those two. That's a good division right now. Um, light heavyweight, so crazy right now. No perspective isn't too. Yeah, Glover Teixeira, like, dude's 41, I think, 41 or 42 years old, and he's the champion of that division. Ever since John Jones has just been all over the place with, you know, being arrested and just can't get yeah. PEDs and everything, that division's just, like, all over the place. Because, um, I mean, there's been several, I think, I don't know how many champions, but, I mean, there's been several champions since he's been gone. And I mean Glover to share right now, man. That guy is just—he just looks good. And I mean, for forty-something years old, however old he is, um, he's got a title fight coming up in a few months. I think I forget who it is. It's a kind of an up-and-coming guy that he's fighting. Yeah, I think it is too, for sure. I think there's another guy that's up-and-coming too. He's made a big impact. Is um, I can never pronounce his last name right, but. It's Patty the Batty. I don't know if you've heard of this guy before from England. Okay. Yeah, he's one of those up and coming guys too, who is like all well rounded guys. He reminds me, he gets a comparison all the time. You probably heard it, but he reminds me a little bit of Conor McGregor, a little bit like how he was like just confident wise, like his just being on the mic and not being scared at all, just be able to like have that gifted gap and then just go into the octagon and just fight anybody, demolish anybody he gets in his way. You know, just crazy to. See that guy got kind of confidence in the ring again. It's kind of he has like uses a different kind of swagger than most of these other guys don't have. Yeah, Patty Pimblay. That's how you say it, Pimblay. 
Um, he's man, he's he's like you said, he's got that Conor McGregor to him, and he's got that uh, he's got that kind of personality and ability to him that could be like a kind of a Conor McGregor grab. I don't think anybody will ever grab any like any general attention to the UFC like Conor McGregor, you know, did. I don't think everybody anybody would ever be able to do what Conor did. Um, but like he's kind of got that like that attitude and that um type of style to him that he could grab more attention than people will want him to or to want to watch him fight. Cause I know when he's fighting next, I'll definitely want to watch him, you know, for sure, regardless of what rank or what he's what he's at or what he's doing. But I mean, cause like and that's kind of how he he mirrors Connor. Because if Connor's fighting again, dude, I'm clearing my entire schedule to watch that. <laughs> it doesn't matter who he's fighting or how crappy he is or if he's bad or if he's just like down below, like like not even ranked anymore. I'm watching him regardless, and he's he's drawing <laughs> he's drawing a huge paycheck no matter what. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like that because Patty's like uh, he's he's got the kind of the same pull to him, and I could see him grabbing a lot of attention. You're right about that. I, I'm. He could probably. He he seems like he's he could contend. I think. I think he can be a contender for sure. He's got that um, that drive to him, and he's one. I think so. It's two UFC fights he's fought so far, and they both were finishes. So, I mean, if you're if you're starting in the UFC, finishing two guys, that's yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. Um, but recently, you know what I like to see is uh, Volkanovski. Man, he, that guy is incredible. That guy. That guy is a excellent fighter and I, mean, I knew like when i watched him fight uh korean zombie the other night i just i knew that was going to happen because i mean like he he beat brian ortega pretty bad um and so i mean brian ortega beat korean zombie and so i i thought man when when volkanovsky gets in the in the octagon with him it's going to be done and i mean he just he totally worked and he went to town on him um yeah. but talking about you know, trying to be a, a double champ because I like he he himself thinks he's good enough for that or deserves a chance, and I think he does because I think, I mean, nobody can really hang with that guy right now. Um, I think he has a chance to go up to middleweight and fight, um, you know, for the championship for that. Um, Charles Oliveira, or uh, if Charles Oliveira gets beat or something, I, I don't. We'll see. But like, I think he he should have a a shot at that belt because he's just, I mean. He's so good for his division, and I think if he goes up one, I think he can get the win. Man, that guy is just—I don't think there's anybody that can challenge him except, I mean, Brian Ortega is great, but other than that, it's just kind of—it's—it's him, man. <laughs> that guy is—that guy is just dominating right now. I know there's a lot of great guys out there. I think who deserve title shots for sure. There's a couple of great guys I think who deserve it and who are capable of winning it. Like like you just mentioned, like those like those couple fighters like Patty and all everybody else, they, they deserve a fight. And I think there's one other person like speaking of title fights, there's uh as remembered that uh what's his name? Uh, Conor McGregor what's his name? Conor McGregor <laughs> uh <laughs> I can't believe like Conor uh Conor McGregor tweeted I don't know if you saw this that when he comes back it's kind of crazy. Did you hear about that? Wait, say that again. You kind of we were cutting out. Sorry, uh, Conor McGregor tw- or tweeted out saying like his next fight wants to be, he wants it to be a title fight. Did you hear about that? Uh, he 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 tweets so much. He tweets to get so much like talk and um, promotion and so much like just you know blah 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 hearsay and all that. I, I dude, I don't think he should have a title fight. I mean, he's got to be. He can beat. Dustin, you know, Poirier the last two times, 
which I thought in the second fight he could have, if he would have stopped playing around a little too much. I mean, he he kind of like sat back and he had him pinned against the wall. I mean, he had him like you know, he could have had a TKO and then he kind of played around a little bit. But um, he's got to come back and he's got to beat somebody. Like he can't, he can't get a title fight. Like that's that's just that's kind of ridiculous. He needs to just like he needs to sit back and you know do. Just fight somebody else. Fight somebody that like I don't. I wouldn't say just an easy fight. Like fight a fight that he can win, but like just fight a fight that you know is challenging. But it's not a title fight. It's not gonna be a title fight. There's no way he can just jump in and get a title like that. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I mean, one of those people. I think if anybody deserves a title fight, maybe more between him and Dustin Poirier. It's Dustin for sure. I think he has had one not long ago, but. That's what yeah. I think one of those people who deserves, and like he's, I think one of those guys who could be a good champion too. Yeah, and I mean Dustin Pote, he he had Charles Oliveira, he really he had him rocked, but he I, I'm trying to remember he couldn't he just couldn't complete it, and then Charles Oliveira outlasted him, and mm-hmm. then finishing him, and I mean it was a good fight because like Dustin had it like he he was close, but then like Charles flipped the flipped the switch and got him by submission i believe and so i mean it was a good fight i think dustin deserves another chance for sure and i think it, it, dustin could probably win this time but those two were pretty evenly matched and i like that fight but um he's fighting uh gaichi actually here a few yeah weeks let's have it up no it's like it's like less than a month so be a good fight too i think may 7th yeah charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje, man, that's going to be a good one. I like Gaethje, man. I think he deserves the belt. He's just he, that dude's a scrapper. He like, oh man, that guy's tough. I mean, he's got a strong punch for one thing. He's got one of the strongest hits really in that division, and you know, probably the divisions around him too. I mean, he's got a he he's, he packs a punch. I think if he can keep it on 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 you know on feet on foot then he could win this fight. But if, I mean, obviously if Oliveira gets to the ground, Oliveira's, you know, that dude's a grappler and he can finish anybody there. But I mean, Gaethje just got to like, you know, that's really the game plan for Gaethje is keep it on, on foot, scrap with him and try to keep it, you know, get, get his range, um, just start, you know, getting the head shots, getting the body shots and, and all that and getting, you know, start breaking them down um, because his punch can put Oliveira out for sure. But, you know, and he's got to do that. He's got to work on his uh, takedown defense. So that's really got to be the plan. Um, don't get taken down by Oliveira or you're done. <laughs> you're pretty much done. Because Oliveira will keep you on the ground. He'll keep you pinned. That dude knows how to wrestle for sure. And, I mean, he'll keep you in awkward, weird spots all over the octagon. And so that's really what Gaethje's got to do to win. Takedown defense. Uh, keep it on foot. You know, hit him, hit him in the mouth as much as possible. Yeah. And, but I mean, yeah, Oliveira's just got to watch out for the hit. That's how he's got to win, and he's got to try to get the fight to the ground. But uh, I, I I like that fight a lot. I'm really excited. Oliveira's really come onto the scene strong as a as a good champion. I mean, he's had an, an, an incredible run. I think I can't remember. I don't know how many he's won in a row. I think he's won like let me check real quick. He's won at least like I think ten in a row. Um, let's see. He, yeah. He's one, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, ten in a row. Dude's on just an absolute tear. And he used to kind of be, you know, so so average or whatever kind of fighter in the division, but man, he just he figured it out. He's just gone 
he's gone submission, 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 KO, KO, submission, decision, KO, submission. So he's he's finished nine of those last ten fights. The dude's just on a computer. And it's just unbelievable. And, I mean, he – I'm trying to see if he's fought Gaethje. He hasn't fought Gaethje yet. So, I mean, that'll be a, a new kind of uh, – of opponent for him a new kind of scrap really for him so i mean you know he, i don't know he's fought some good fighters for sure but gaethje will definitely be a new opponent for him and um gaethje will have have that hit for him and we'll see if yeah. Alter is ready to take his kind of power you know for sure so yeah. then you got uh namahunas and um uh carlos sparza fighting for the strawweight but but rose dude she's yeah I don't think she's letting go of that belt anytime soon. <laughs> like Rose, he's pretty. She's really cool to watch. I think she's one of those people who is exciting to watch every time I watch her. So that's to be a uh, really exciting fight, uh, fight to watch. So yeah, I, yeah Ferguson so, card too with Michael Chandler. That's a good. That'll be a great fight too. <laughs> that this, yeah. this whole card. I don't know what Uncle Dana White's been drinking, but this this. I don't know what, what kind of water what's been in the water lately, but it's like each he's card. Got some good ones, man. He's yeah. doing really good. And uh, I don't know if UFC 275 is going to be special since that's kind of like an anniversary, like milestone mark or whatever. But uh, down the road, there will eventually be UFC 300, and that's probably going to be a stacked card. Because I mean, like you know, when I remember UFC 200, they had a, that was a pretty stacked card um, just because it was like an anniversary milestone number, um, and they had like the gold octagon. Remember that on the. Yeah, <laughs> Um, kind of grounding or whatever in the octagon. Um, so 300, dude, that would be, it's probably going to be, I, I, we could probably see Connor fight in 300. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think, think I, if he wants to load the card, I think Connor is included on UFC 300. Um, he probably got at least maybe two, maybe three title fights on that card. Um, and then even even some of the prelims will probably be stacked too. So I mean, we'll see. But UFC 300, uh, I, I'm like just how for how 200 was, I keep thinking, man, 300 is probably going to be amazing. And I mean, all the pay per views that that lead up to 300 are going to be awesome because I think we're in a good time for the UFC. But you think about what that card will be on 300, and you could probably see Conor McGregor fight on that one for sure. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty exciting if you're going to make it. A big milestone like anniversary like card you gotta put like you gotta throw everything in you gotta throw like big names into the fight and throw all the title fights one onto it and anything like that put conor mcgregor on there i don't know that'd be pretty cool i think it'd be pretty cool like just to play around with, like just like for fantasy i don't know what the rankings will be obviously by then but pretty cool to see like fights we've never seen before like mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know that'd be pretty cool to see like uh like conor versus Justin Gaethje or someone like that. It'd be pretty cool to see something like that or watch a fight. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this one, this big review coming up. Two, yeah. 275, and I think it'll be a pretty exciting fight. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, uh, you got, yeah, May 7th, you got 274 Gaethje and Oliver coming up, and then 275 is going to be Teixeira, and uh really don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Jerry... Proshaka, I think. I don't even know, but he's. I, I remember seeing him fight. He had this uh, spinning. Oh man, he had this spinning back fist that put this dude to sleep. Yeah. About months ago to UFC Fight Night, so he's going to be the next guy to take on Teixeira. That'll be a good one. Um, 
And, uh, ooh, man, dude, I didn't even realize that's so, so Shevchenko's fighting uh, Talia Santos, and Talia Santos is pretty good. She's 19-1, so I think she's got the biggest shot of anybody Shevchenko's fought that's not named Amanda Nunes. Yeah. Um, I think Talia Santos has got a pretty good shot to take her down. And um, then Zhang, um, Zhang Welian, um, Joanna, um, man, how do you say her last name? Jircek. Yeah. Um, she's fighting, man. She's coming back. Zhang and Joanna, that's going to be a good fight. You got to yeah, for sure. On your calendar. Um, and dude, 275 is actually really good. Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori, too. Uh, yeah, that's good. They've got like blockbuster fight after blockbuster fight. Blockbuster fight. I cannot speak. Seems like after each match, it's going to be something bigger. It seems like it's only gotten bigger with each fight, it sounds like. Dude, it's it's crazy. And I mentioned Amanda Nunes, dude. That dude, I, I will always remember where. And what I was doing when that upset occurred. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, Tanya just, like, I mean, she just, that's the biggest, that'll probably be the biggest upset of all time that you'll you'll see. I mean, like, just trying to think who else would have caused a big, bigger upset. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just, like, that was an unbelievable upset. And, um I'll always remember just seeing, seeing like her get choked out and yeah. just like tapping, like thinking, I'm thinking like just the rounds over, but I'm pretty sure there was like two minutes left in the round still. <laughs> I just could not believe that I was seeing Amanda Nunes like tap out. Like I, I, I just was like in shock. I just could not believe it. I, I, like chilling out opinion. Like, I mean, I didn't, I was trying, like of all the people that she had fought, I thought Pena had a decent chance because she was she was preaching how her style would con, you know would combat well against um, Amanda Nunes' game, and I was just kind of thinking, well, I feel like everybody said that, but I mean, she backed it up, dude. I mean, she yeah. she 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 hit Nunes, she got Nunes with a head strike early in the second round, and you could tell it shook Nunes like she didn't expect it. She was like, oh gosh, that hurt. And she was just slow the rest of the round and finally got her on the ground, and that was it, man. I mean, because Nunez, Nunez rocked her. I mean, Nunez had her in the first round. Like, she she, she was like she was just dominating her. And then, man, Pena hits her with one shot in the second round, and she's, like, wobbly the rest of the round, and she was done, dude. That just – man, that fight was just so good. And that was a big fight. I remember that's probably one of the biggest upsets, I think. I've seen in some time. Even probably, it's got to be bigger than when Holly Holm beat Ronda Rousey. Remember that? Like after her first title? That yeah. That be a bigger. Look at it. It's kind of just like, I, I mean, like Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey was good, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, I think at some point she kind of, she kind of got exposed. Like she was, yeah. she was kind of arm bar or bust, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's what you go to. If she didn't have a go to, then that's, she, she was in trouble. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know, because like once once she came back, once Ronda Rousey came back, she just never was the same. Like she got knocked out by Holly Holm, and then like she fought. Uh, she fought. Was it Nunes? She fought coming back. I think it was Nunes when she came back, and I mean she just got rocked. She got destroyed. She was done in like 30, 40 seconds. Um, I'm trying to think if that was it for her. I don't even know, but. 
to, to come back after taking some time off and fighting Amanda Nudos, that was just not the fight to make for Red. No. Like, Amanda <laughs> Nunes was on a tear. And there's like she like Amanda Nunes was a was a underdog in that fight, and she was an underdog against um, Cyborg Chris Cyborg, oh, um, yeah. which made zero sense to me how she was a, a an underdog for both those fights. I mean like Nune, like like Ronda Rousey, I understand because like there's so much hype on Ronda Rousey, and then like Chris Cyborg was supposed to be the best fighter in in like. Mar- women's martial arts but like Amanda Nunes is freaking right. good so really it's just going to be how Nunes comes back from this loss like to set her apart from Ronda Rousey for sure um just kind of like how she bounces back and I think I think Nunes will be fine I think she'll she'll get this rematch and she'll beat Pena to a pulp I mean because sure. I think Pena just kind of startled her struck her and like she didn't expect it but I think she'll come back and she'll get the win so We'll see, man. I'm excited. Oh, there's so much to be excited about the UFC. I love it so much. I know, me too. I'm a big. I'm a been. I've been a big fan since high school. Obviously, like me being a wrestler and anything like that. It feels like that's like what everybody talked about and anything like that coming up with fights or anything like that. But I'm excited for this upcoming pay per view. It feels like there's like a certain excitement every each come each pay per view. It's like, oh my god, okay, like, there's something new. Let's get different kind of like new excitement if that makes sense with each pay per view. It's like, okay, what. Well, yeah, that might make sense, but yeah. So as we kind of I guess wrap things up a little bit because we've been talking about baseball, basketball, and yeah. UFC and anything like that. Is there um just to help kind of wind things down? Is there anything that you're doing right now that's you know kind of you want to inform the fans about or any listeners about that you've been up to or anything like that? You got anything going on? Like as far as like job or anything? Anything, yeah. Job or anything. Not really, man. I'm just kind of, you know, I'm up here at Joplin just, uh, you know, doing my thing, doing, you know, anchoring shows during the week and um, getting to just enjoy life on the weekends. Um, I got a girlfriend and uh, over in Springfield, Missouri, her name's Delaney. Um, we're doing pretty good. And so I'm enjoying that relationship. Um, and uh, she's, she's great. It's a good little escape kind of on the weekends to, hang out with her and have a good time and just kind of enjoy life. Um, wherever we go, we went to, uh, Fayetteville and, um, Rogers this weekend and had a good time there and hung out at the university of Arkansas. But yeah, I mean, that's really kind of like, you know, I'm just kind of hanging out here. I don't know a whole lot of people here in, um, Joplin. So I kind of just hang out, do my own thing. And then on the weekends I go see Delaney and we hang out. So I mean, that's kind of where I'm at in life right now. I'm just kind of still figuring out, um, you know, kind of just, figuring out you know where exactly I want to end up or what I'm going to do or what I'm going to do with my career and just kind of trying to continue to advance and um but yeah I mean I'm got a you know got a relationship going right now and uh things are going pretty good so I'm we'll see what happens man I'm just trying to um also just do what I can to advance my career and we'll just see what happens next Oh, sweet man. So it sounds like you kind of got a lot of things, a lot of good, great things going on right now for you. But um, it sounds like well, I always ask a question. I usually you probably remember it. I I always ask a question at the end of the podcast. I ask all my guests, but it always changes. It feels like from season to season because it feels like I want to keep people on their toes. Hopefully, <laughs> um, so I want to put you on the spot and everything like that. So hope you're ready for this last question. Last question to kind of help wrap things up. I ask I ask everybody. So, what advice would you give to like if you can to like help? make the world a better place if you can. Man, you know what? Um, 
I would say you just got to like, you got, you got to wake up and regardless of really how you're feeling, you kind of just got to spread that, that positivity, come into things with a good attitude, um, regardless of how you're feeling. And I know sometimes you want to, you go to work or you go somewhere like school or whatever, and you're just not feeling it at all. But like, for me, like once a person like, you know, says something like, you know, says something as simple as, Hey to me or whatever, just like, you know, how's your day? Or just like, once it's time to get down to work with, with something or, uh, you know, do something with somebody, man, I'm just, I'm just excited. I want to like, you know, be selfless and not make somebody else's day worse. I just want to make it, you know, just be positive, spread the, the positivity, um, kind of just like, you know, I, I, if I'm waking up and feeling negative about something or feeling negative about like the day or what I'm going to do or what's, what's going to happen, um, you really just gotta, you, you gotta fix that problem yourself. I mean, you can reach out for help to those that are close to you. Um, but really at, at the end of the day, it's always your choice to, you know, decide if you want to fix that problem and, you know, if you want to fix it yourself, you know, and, um, to me, it's just like, you know, you, you can get that help and you can get the, you know, the support around you by treating others with just positivity and just trying to, you know, just keep a smile and always welcoming people to say, you know, when people say hi to you, or just, just try to listen to people and, and, um, just let them know that they're, they're welcome and that you're wanting to, you know, make sure they're accepted and loved and just kind of spreading that positivity, man. You just got to be, real positive and you can't just start something negative because it'll never you know go back to a positive most likely you know what i'm saying yeah uh, but like it's just you gotta like to me it's just you know waking up and radiating um just the love of, of jesus and um just what the what, what the bible says and you know I'm, I'm a christian and i believe that always regardless of what happens to me um i just think like god loves everyone jesus loved everybody when he lived on on earth and um you gotta act that same way you gotta love people and, and try to be positive and the positivity will will come back to you you know so just yeah. gotta keep that positive attitude man awesome that's really great advice man that's really i really cool that he said what well, you went that like that route and said all that so thank you for sharing that information that advice to everybody so he said this keep positivity positivity going or anything like that and just have a go hopefully everybody have a great weekend so um max thank you for always coming on it seems like you've gave a lot of great information so thank you for always coming on man thanks for always being making time to come on absolutely man i appreciate you having me i'll come on again for sure yeah for sure maybe this time we can actually talk about more about what happened after ufc or maybe later down the line for baseball season or basketball playoffs whatever absolutely for sure i'd look forward to it Cool. So thanks to Max for coming on again, once again. And thank you to everybody who listened or watched on YouTube or listened to Spotify, whatever. Hopefully everybody has a great rest of your day. You guys have a great week and weekend. No matter when, no, I don't know when you're listening to this, but hopefully everybody has a great rest of your time. So thank you for, so much for listening and thank you all. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.